Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 311. Don't Respond Emotionally to Health and Fitness Slip-Ups by Nia Shanks of niashanks.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Happy Monday and welcome back to another week of Optimal Health Daily. This is where I read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs on the web, kind of like an ongoing audiobook. Some of the authors that I read from include Zen Habits, Nerd Fitness, Ben Greenfield, and a new one coming tomorrow, actually. So definitely come back for that. Before I get into Nia's post, I must share that I did it. I met my goal of finishing that mammoth of a book, Hamilton. So I'm feeling a little bit proud of myself this morning. Now, speaking of goals, Nia's gonna talk about what happens when you have a goal for yourself, but you slip up in between. So let's get right to that post and start optimizing your life. Don't Respond Emotionally to Health and Fitness Slip-Ups by Nia Shanks of niashanks.com. Being consumed with guilt after overindulging and then making extra restrictions with food for the next two days. Feeling like you didn't work hard enough in your workout because you were unable to improve your performance. So you squeeze in an extra workout to quote-unquote make up for it. Feeling discouraged when the scale doesn't budge for a week straight. So you add extra cardio to your weekly routine and make food restrictions. What do all of these scenarios have in common? An emotional response. You've done it, I've done it, near every person has done it. Responded to a day of less than ideal eating and drinking choices or a lackluster workout with guilt or frustration. Then we make an emotionally fueled response to those events. What's wrong with having an emotional response to such situations, you may be wondering? Well, to be blunt, a lot. Let's explore a real life example of what can happen when a quote-unquote bad food choice or missed workout or stagnant scale weight is treated with an emotional response. The problem with responding emotionally. A trainee made great changes to her eating habits a few weeks ago. She decided it was time to start eating mostly real, minimally processed foods. In order to get even better results, she vowed to not simply eat mostly real foods, she was going to eat nothing but real foods. 
After all, if eating real food most of the time and enjoying not super healthy foods occasionally and in moderate amounts was good, then eating them exclusively was much better. For the sake of this example, we'll call this eating pattern clean eating. She managed to turn down quote-unquote dirty foods for a few weeks and was proud of her discipline and willpower. But then, she just couldn't take it anymore. She was craving the Girl Scout cookies that had been in the pantry for weeks, so she decided to have a few. After eating a few, she rationalized, well, I screwed up and ate something quote-unquote dirty, so what does it matter if I eat more? And eat more she did. She devoured the whole sleeve of delectable cookie goodness. Immediately, she was stricken with guilt. I was doing so well. How can I make up for this slip-up? Was her response. Her choice for an appropriate course of action was to make tomorrow's workout tougher and longer. And eat less tomorrow too, to compound the damage control efforts. You can hopefully see the problem, but it doesn't stop there. This emotion-based response will soon become habit. Anytime she slips up or doesn't have a good workout, her proceeding actions will be determined by emotion, not objectivity. These emotion-based responses accumulate over time and could lead to obsessive eating habits, binge eating, and basically revolving your life around food and the gym. I know because I've experienced it. Revolving your life around food, the gym, and chasing a specific body image causes the ugly side of health and fitness to rear its grotesque head. But this can be prevented if we remove emotion from how we view our eating choices, our workouts, and things like the number on the bathroom scale. Let's replay that scenario, but instead respond objectively with no emotional component. The power of responding objectively. Our trainee decides to start eating mostly real, minimally processed foods. She ruins something good by taking it to an extreme when she vows to eat clean exclusively. After a few weeks, her willpower vanishes and she puts down a whole sleeve of Girl Scout cookies. Rather than getting upset, she stops, looks at what happened, and figures out why it occurred. Here's what she discovers. One, she ended up eating a whole sleeve of cookies because she has set a rigid, restrictive rule. Eat nothing but clean foods. She realizes this was silly because there's no way she could follow such a rule long-term. Problem successfully identified. Two, discovering what led to her eating a whole sleeve of cookies, she remedies the issue. Going forward, she's not gonna use the clean slash dirty food labels and will instead choose to eat mostly real, minimally processed foods most of the time, and will enjoy her favorite foods like Girl Scout cookies on occasion in moderate amounts, i.e. the diet that has no name. Three, she needn't do an extra or harder workout to punish herself for eating too many cookies. Rather, she's going to move forward making food choices that make her feel great, and she's going to get stronger in the gym. Our trainee objectively observed the scenario, what caused it to happen, and chose a simple solution going forward to prevent it from happening again. No guilt, shame, remorse, or frustration required. Better yet, when she faces another challenge, she'll be equipped to handle it with the same positive attitude. For example, if she hops on the bathroom scale and it reveals a two-pound increase, she won't respond with an emotion-fueled attitude like, what the I gained two pounds. Now I'm going to do an extra workout and eat less today. I must get this off as quickly as possible. Instead, she'll be objective. So I gained two pounds. It makes sense because I've skipped several strength training sessions this month and my eating habits haven't been great. Instead of packing a lunch for work, I'll be getting fast food multiple times per week. I'll start packing my lunch again and keep the kitchen at home stocked with minimally processed foods I enjoy 
and I'll take a protein-rich snack to work so I have energy to go to the gym after. I'll get back into the habits that make me feel great, and I know I'll be moving in the right direction. How you eat, how you work out, and the number on the scale shouldn't have the power to affect your mood for the day. When things don't go as planned or you get off track, don't respond to the situation emotionally. Choose instead to do something that can help you in the short and long term. Be objective. You just listened to the post titled, Don't Respond Emotionally to Health and Fitness Slip-Ups by Nia Shanks of niashanks.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A little while back, I wrote a piece on a very specific diet. The diet happened to be very restrictive. One of my colleagues actually happened to see the article and wrote me a long email in response. My colleague said that the diet actually helped them tremendously and they look at food very differently now. She seemed to argue the point that basically I was wrong, it's not too restrictive, and it helped her. I was actually very glad to hear that the diet helped her. Truly. I'm not lying, I promise. I want folks to do what's best for them. And because this diet helped her, even though I said it was probably too rigid for most, is okay, as long as it helped and did no harm. I'm really okay with that. But I replied to her saying that, I'm so glad this diet's working for you. I just meant to say that for most people, they may find it too rigid. And what ends up happening is exactly like Nia mentioned. If it's too rigid, some people completely go overboard they end up missing those foods that they used to like so very much. And then, at that moment when willpower is at its lowest, they dive into that box of cookies. Those cookies that they missed so, so very much. So if you are able to follow a rigid diet and it's not doing you any harm, meaning you're not missing any vital nutrients, you're getting enough protein and carbohydrate and healthy fat each day and you're not losing unintended weight, by all means. But I just know from studies and from my own experience that too rigid equals the situation Nia just described. 
And when we start to feel guilty, then we start going in that downward spiral where we say, what's the point? This never works for me. I don't know why I even bother trying to get healthy. And that's what I don't wanna ever have happen to someone. So Nia's absolutely right. If a lapse does occur, if you start trending down that downward spiral, one way to snap out of it is to be objective. Take a step back. And one of the best ways to jump out of that downward spiral is to take notes. Write down what and how much you eat. Write down when you exercise and what you did. That alone can help you get out of that downward spiral and back on track. All right, that's it for Monday's episode. I hope you have a wonderful start to your week. It's the start of the fall quarter for me, so I've got to run, I got a class to teach, but I'll be back here tomorrow with a brand new site and author for the show, so I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.